said, I can lose a lot of things, but if I lose Jesus, I lost it all. Hey, amazing grace. Let us turn our attention to the gospel of Luke chapter number 8. I'm going to read some select verses beginning at 43. If you see it or you have it, just stand. going to read 43 through 45 and then I'm going to read 47 and 48. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garments and immediately her flow of blood stopped and Jesus said who touched me and all denied it Peter and those with him said, Master, multitudes strong, multitudes strong impress you, and you say, who touched me? I'm reading a little further. Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him the presence in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Immediately. Jesus said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. I actually read from 43 through 48, and I ask you to uh, be prayerful as we share from the thought of faith that works. You may be seated. I do apologize. It got good to me, and I just kept on reading. Uh, let us pray. God, have your way now. Speak to me and through me so that the words of my mouth, but the meditation of all our hearts will be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are our strength and our holy redeemer. In Christ's name we pray, amen. A faith that works. Um, for those of you who have just joined us uh, for the first time, uh, just for informational purposes, uh, don't do Mother's Day sermons, don't do Father's Day sermons. Um, but I do acknowledge moms and dads. Not long ago, I went to one of my colleagues and best friends, and, and you've heard me ask this before, but I felt very comfortable in confronting this particular person. And I said to him, I said, teach me how to hoop. And he looks me in the eye, and he says, no. Now, I was a little upset because I, I do. I, 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 I want a I hoop. Now, let me explain a hoop. The hoop is not the sermon. The hoop is the celebration after what God has given you has been manifested. In other words, I wanted to learn how to hoop because sometimes I want to celebrate in my head what I can't do with my mouth. So I asked the pastor, teach me how to hoop. Now, I didn't ask him blindly because I learned a long time ago as a little boy that there's a hoopology class, that they would teach you how to hoop. But the truth of the matter is I had to hear my own sermon this morning, and there's just some things I can't and will not do. I cannot hoop. 
Now, it don't mean I don't want to hoop. It just means I can't hoop. So hoop to you. Just waking them up. Every once in a while, I just throw a wake-up call. But, but it's sort of like when you see something that you like, you may not do it in a hoop, but if you see, uh, ladies, if you see a dress on somebody or a pair of shoes, you go, where you get that from? Because you see something that you want that you think will fit you and help better you. And so I became a little concerned and baffled because here we have Jesus walking to the house of Jairus, whose daughter is 12 years of old and she's sick. And along the way, there, as he heads towards this child's house to heal her, there's a crowd of people. The text says they, they, they are pressing upon him. They're, 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 the crowd is so tight that you, you think air is having a problem getting through. And in the midst of this crowd, Jesus stops the crowd and says, who touched me? And the disciples said, come on, Lord, everybody's touching you. He said, no, this is a different kind of touch. Someone was able to extract power out of me. Who touched me? And then in the presence of the same crowd, He's, the woman confessed and said, I touch you. And she explained, I was sick. I touched you and you made me well. And he says to the woman in the presence of the crowd, your faith singled her out. You got the kind of faith that has made you well, and nobody in the crowd asked, how did you do it? Nobody paused to say, show me that kind of faith. There was a diversity of people around them, but everybody in the crowd really didn't come to get healed, even though they came to, they came to see somebody else. Yet we come in here on Sunday morning, what you here for? Some of us come, are here this morning, we came to hear our favorite choir. We wanted to see if pastor was going to preach. But if somebody gets healed and touched, will you pause and say, what is it that you got? I, I want that kind of faith. Isn't that what we want? Faith that we can extract the power from the Lord. Not church faith where you can come and, and rock yourself to sleep. But a faith that will move a mountain that stands in your way. A faith that works in the midnight hour. And, all that. and, and so, I, so I began to examine. I said, I, I want that kind of faith, Lord. And so I began to following the footsteps of this woman. And the first thing I see is that she pursued her healing. In other words, you got to go after what you're looking for. Uh, it, 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 the kind of sickness she had, she had 12 years of hemorrhaging. And, and she knew after about five days something wasn't right. 
What people don't know in Palestine, that that, that, was, not, that was not uncommon what she was going through. It was so common that there were at least 11 for, formats or 11 remedies that had been produced that said it would heal her type of sickness. Some of it was tonics and some of it was witchcraft. And so, and so this woman realized that her sickness was not unique to Palestine. Just like you and I must, uh, must understand whatever burdens you bear is not unique to God. Whatever troubles you're going through, somebody else has been there or in there with you. Don't think that you got something that God ain't seen and somebody hasn't come through. And that's why you should share your testimony because somebody needs to know how you did it and how you got through it. And so, and so, and so this woman pursues every doctor and, 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 and she goes to every open door. And this, this is what I want. And, and people get mad at her because they said, oh, she doesn't come to Jesus until the last, until the last time. And that's true. Some of us make Jesus the last resort, but I don't believe that's her case. I believe that she did what you're supposed to do when you're pursuing that what you want. There are some doors that the Lord has already opened for you. There are some things that God has already prepared for you that you don't always have to go to prayer as much as you have to go to the place. You don't always have to seek, always have to have God to come down and bring a miracle. He's already empowered you to do some things for yourself. And so when she went to the doctors, she was not negating God. She really Realizes what some of us need to recognize that doctors and nurses are nothing but angels latched from heaven to bring it, be able to bring what God has already ordained. Y'all ain't got it yet. Whenever you are pursuing something, you should go through every door that God has made available for you. So let me put it to you this way. When I go to a doctor, I don't expect the doctor to heal me, but I do expect God to use that doctor to impart wisdom so he can heal me. When I go to the pharmacist, I don't expect the medication to heal me, but I do expect God to prescribe something that he ordained that will fix me. When I go to the bank and I go get the loan, I don't expect the bank to give me the money. I expect God to approve the application and release the money to me. That's why whenever I get a blessing, I don't care what hand it came from. I say, Lord, I thank you for the healing because I realized it was God who opened that door. He just used you to let me in. That's why some of you think you are that. You ain't nothing but a vessel conduit that God used to bless somebody else. She pursued her healing. But then she, she had to, she not only went after it, she also had to persevere through it. This woman was sick for 12 years. She went through at least 11 doctors. Don't y'all miss this. That means that every doctor she went to had the same statement. Sorry, can't help you. She heard that at least 11 times. Most of them said, with their, if they're arrogant doctors, they not only said they couldn't help her, but they probably even put a period on it and said, what you have is too far to be helped. The other thing that people don't understand is that she had an issue of blood that made her unclean. 
And when you're unclean, you're not supposed to go near people or touch people. Yet, in order for her to get to Jesus, she had to release the religious dogma and push her way through and pray that somebody don't know who she is and pray that she don't touch nobody to make them unclean. And yet, no matter what the challenges were, every time she heard somebody say, you can't be fixed, and saw something that says you can't get through, she didn't sit there and pretend that she couldn't make it, but she persevered through the negativity that came her way and said, the devil is a liar. I'm trying to help y'all this morning. If you want a faith that works, whenever you try to draw near where God is calling you, you're going to reach opposition along the way. Somebody's going to tell you you can't do it. Someone's going to say it's not going to work. Somebody say you can't make it. Some will say it won't be fixed. Someone will tell you throw in the towel. But if you got a faith that works, you'll be able to tell them until my fat lady sings, until Jesus says something different, I'm going to keep pressing on because this I know until the Lord says enough is enough. Persevere. In other words, don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. As long as you got breath in your body and a finger you can raise to heaven, you keep on pressing. Y'all, I'm staying with you. Here, here you go. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. This woman had a faith that pursued her healing. She persevered through the naysayer. But let me tell y'all something. Faith ain't free. Won't kill me. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to just wait for God. What you going to do? Just really just wait? Faith costs something. You just can't talk about you believe. That's free to say that. I believe. And then act like you don't know. Grace is free, but it ain't cheap. just can't walk around announcing your faith. You got to give something to get something. That's Bible. Faith that does not work ain't faith at all. Let, let, me, let me explain work. Get a job. Y'all want, but let me, labor over what you do. It's going to cost you something if you really want it. I, I, and I know this to be true. I never understood this, why my father, growing up, when I wanted to be a musician who had more money than I had, made me pay for my first guitar. Oh, he got me the loan, but he made me pay the monthly installments. Not only did he make me pay it, he made me work for it. I worked two hours after school in the presence of my classmates picking up their trash they left during the course of the day. People mocked me and laughed at me and sometimes they threw trash out for me to pick it up. And I used to look at my daddy and I asked my daddy to myself. I ain't asked him to his face. I asked to myself. 
that, that why you going to make me work when you can pay this measly little $24 a month yourself. But my father wanted me to know if you believe in something, if you believe this is what God called you to do, then you're going to have to learn to pay the cost for what you believe. That's all I'm trying to tell you. This woman, they said, gave up all her livelihood because she believed in her healing, not in the physician. She believed in her healing. Y'all ain't got it yet. She believed, let me put it this way, she believed that she was supposed to be better than what she was. She believed that she should be standing up and not bent over. She believed that she should have been ahead and not in the back. She believed that she should have been healthy and not what do you, and she said, but if I believe it, I'm just not going to walk around talking it. It might cost me something. And when you have faith, it's going to cost you time. You either going to wait on them or you're going to work for them. It's going to cost you something. Either you're going to sacrifice or you're going to serve them. But you just ain't going to sit there and say I'm going to wait on him. You, you got a part in this. And if you trust God, it's more than a lip service. Show some signs that you believe. And until you pay for it, you won't appreciate it if he just gave it to you. Y'all don't act, y'all, I know that in, this, in this time and day, you ever, we got a generation that want everything handed to them. But let me tell you something, there's a different feel when you earn it than when it's given to you. I know this for a fact. There's a different feel when you realize that, that you did something and not do nothing. Because I've learned this in a hard way. You give somebody something, they take it away, they, they'll, they'll tear it up, but let them earn it. Come on in here. Some of y'all live in a house, live in your own house, and because you paying the rent or the mortgage, you keep your house clean. But when you lived in mom and daddy's house, and mom and daddy was paying the mortgage, you just kept junk all over the place. When you were a little child and you wanted a toy and mom and daddy bought you a toy, next thing we know with the toys underneath the sofa somewhere broken in pieces. But when you buy your own toy, all of a sudden it's well taken care of, put back in the box. Because when you pay the cost, ah! Here, here we go. I'm done. She does. She paid. She says, I'm paying for what I believe. Not buying it, paying for it. Whatever it costs. 12 years of time, but I ain't giving up. I'm going to pay for it because I believe it. And let me put it this way. Faith is a lifetime service. Ain't no twice a month. Once on Wednesday. It's a lifetime. That's the cost. So she pursued, she persevered, she paid. But then she did something else. She proclaimed. Here, watch this. They didn't have no Instagram. Have no text message, didn't have no fax machine. The Bible says when she heard Jesus. Another text says when she heard he was coming by. In, in, in other words, she was in one location, and her sickness wouldn't allow her to get to his hem. Couldn't get to the border of the garments. So because she couldn't reach him doesn't mean she didn't believe in him. 
she just realized that, hey, I, 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 I can't get to him, but maybe he's reaching me. But then she heard, and, and I, I can, she, she heard Jesus, and she may have heard something really faint. She may have heard what Jesus did for somebody else. She, 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 she may have heard the stories and, and the testimonies of how there, there was a man born blind. You know what born blind says to her? And the Lord gave him sight. This is what she heard. He was sick longer than I was. And if he did it for her. <laughs> he, she, she may have heard we were in a storm. And Jesus raised his hand. And the winds and the waves ceased. She said, wait a minute. What I'm going through is a storm. If he can raise his hand and calm the storm of the sea, he certainly should be able to calm that which is in me. In other words, y'all ain't got that. Every time when she heard Jesus, she heard Jesus and connected Jesus with what the Lord had done. So by the time Jesus got close by, she proclaimed, if, watch the if, if I could touch she didn't say, she didn't doubt him. She was talking about her own ability. If I could just touch the tassel, then, then and, and that, that means she, she didn't do like some of us do, name it and claim it. Because most people, when they name it and claim it, they trying Jesus. She wasn't in for no trying. She'd been sick too long. She ain't got time to play no games. She said, if, meaning that I know this, I don't have no doubt in this move. She says, but the, the only thing that's going to stop me from not extracting what I need from him if I can't get to what, it need, what I need to touch of him. If I could just touch. She's proclaiming her healing before she gets to her connection. Y'all ain't got it yet. She's already proclaiming what God will do if I can touch him. And this is the thing that got me. She didn't need to touch him. She just said, if I could touch the tassel that's touching him. Y'all ain't got it yet. If I can just touch something that's touching Jesus, then whatever's touching Jesus, if I can touch it, it has the same power that Jesus has. That's why the church should be a house of healing because we ain't nothing but the tassel that should be touching Jesus so that when people come in here, when they hear the word of God, there should be some healing in this house. There should be some deliverance in this house. There should be some blessings in this house because we are the tassel that touches Jesus. And you say, if I could just get to the church house, the Lord will make That's why I don't miss church because I never know when the tassel might be hanging for me to grab. When the Lord, watch this, and the Lord felt something, help me, Holy Ghost, come out of him. Now let, me, let, let me get this, help me, Lord. The Lord is walking in the mindset that he's going to the ruler's house 
to heal a daughter. So as God is walking through the crowd, he has his power turned on. Y'all don't miss it. He knows that where he's going, he's going to need supernatural power to raise up a daughter who's already sick that will become dead. So not only does she touch him to extract the power, but she touched him when the power was turned up a notch. Because the power that she extracted, you would think would draw from the power that he was getting ready to use on the, on the child. But the Lord got so much power that even when she took a piece from him, he still had another piece for somebody else. I'm trying to help you to know that if the Lord blesses on this side, he got enough to bless on that side. If the Lord bless somebody beside you, you better grab hold of them because there's enough to bless you too. He got all kinds of power. But I'm done. And he looks at her and he says, woman, your faith it works. You didn't give up. You didn't give in. You gave it all up and you proclaimed it. That kind of faith works. And when you got a faith that don't doubt God, the Lord will work on your behalf. Do you have a kind of faith that don't give up? Do you have a kind of faith that won't give in? Do you have a kind of faith that says, Lord, whatever it takes to get me through, I'm going to stay with the Lord. Wait a minute. Let me help you. This faith is the kind of faith that if you have it, it'll work on your issue. That's why he called it an issue of blood. It didn't just say of blood because everybody got some issues. But if whatever issue you got, if you got her faith, this power will work for you. I'm done. But I asked Minister Green, when I was growing up, they had this thing. Old folk did this. If you were sick, the first thing they would tell you, eat. Because for some reason, my grandmother thought food was an all-cure. And if the food made you sick, then they give you castrol. And castrol fixed everything. I couldn't figure that thing out. But now I figured out why mama gave you castrol. Because whatever the devil worked in, castrol going to push it out. And now I go, well, I ain't have much casserole, ain't do much food, but when I came around, penicillin was it. I don't care what you had, the doctor would ask you, are you allergic to penicillin? And penicillin simply means that they're going to give you a shot for anything that you have and then come back a week later. And if you still had it, then penicillin didn't work. What I'm trying to tell you, that we have these remedies that we think can fix all things. But I've come to discover 
that cholesterol won't push it out that food won't work it out penicillin won't get it out but if you got faith in a man named Jesus Jesus will work it out I ain't much on copying preachers but I'm at a point now where my soul got happy and I want to say won't it do it won't it won't it won't it won't it won't it do will not the Lord Work that thing out. The question is, do you believe it? No matter what I say, if you don't believe it, then it ain't going to work. If you don't believe what I said, if you don't believe this woman had faith to work out her issue, then what does that say about our faith? So let me give you the bedrock of faith. If you believe that the Lord can work it out, and if you believe that you have the kind of faith, it starts right here. Died on a Friday. Went in a grave and laid there. Preached on a Saturday. But he rose up early Sunday morning. With all power in his hand. I didn't get this at first. And if you believe that Jesus can conquer death, then you got to believe he can work out your issues and mine. That's the bedrock of your faith. If you can't see him conquering death, then you can't see him conquering nothing. If you can't see him overcoming the grave, he can't overcome nothing. But because I know that Jesus lives, because he lives inside of me, I don't need you to tell me he lives. I feel him all down in my sanctified soul. I hear him talking to me and walking with me. I don't need you to proclaim it. I proclaim it to you. He's alive and he's well. And that faith has worked and it will keep working. How's your faith today? You can calculate it on next week. Will you be here next Sunday? Or your faith for two and a half hours? How's your faith? you walk out with a worry or do you walk out with confidence? How's your faith? If I could just touch that which is touching him. That's why I like to hang around saints. Because if I can just touch what's touching him. And, and, and let me let me help you real quick. He may not fix your problem, but he'll fix you in the problem. Don't miss it. He 
He may not fix your problem, but he'll fix you in the problem. Because sometimes it's not the problem that's the problem. It's us in the problem. So go on and ask somebody who's been through something. Say, I was looking for the Lord to fix my finances. And instead, he fixed my thinking. And I figured out how to get my finances done. Go on, ask somebody who the Lord has fixed. Ask the Lord to heal my body. And the Lord didn't fix my, he, he didn't heal my body, but he taught me how to live in spite of my body. See, that's why people give up. They want God to do it their way. You need to let God fix it his way. And if you have, if we have the right kind of faith, then whatever issues we bring, we have a God who can fix it. And the people said, 